you're in the right place. The place where you can learn to improve your health and achieve wellness naturally. You're in the right place. This is Naturally Speaking, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. Hello, all. You are listening to Naturally Speaking with the Institute of Natural Health. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Seth Gerlach, and with Dr. T.J. Williams and Miss Erin Flynn. So the Institute of Natural Health, it's an integrative health and wellness clinic, meaning we have multiple different kinds of doctors on our staff, and all the different doctors weigh in on every single case that comes in the door. It makes us kind of unique, and it makes the patient experience and their health that much better. That's why we're really passionate about, about what we do. And we practice something called functional medicine. It's a different way of thinking about the body. It's a whole new way of thinking about health. And so instead of thinking about symptoms like heart disease or headaches, things like that, we look at what is causing all these. What's the root problem that we can address to fix the body as a whole? And that's what it's all about. It's getting people better as a whole instead of just giving them uh, medication or just a supplement to make them feel better for a little bit. So let's introduce ourselves here. I am Dr. Seth Gerlach. Um, I was really sick as a child and a teenager. I had vertigo. I had back pain and neck pain. I had terrible gut pain, and I was on handfuls of medications. I went to dozens of different doctors, and no one could really tell me what was going on with me. Everyone had a different opinion on what to try, what new drug to push, but nothing ever seemed to work. And I got into natural health later in life, unfortunately, but fortunately for now, I'm the healthiest I've been in years, so it's really good. So I've kind of rebuilt myself from the ground up, and like I said, I'm the healthiest I've been in decades, and I'm here to share that story with other people and help them do that. So that's why I'm really passionate about what I do. Dr. T.J. Williams is also with us today. He's my partner in crime. He is also... Um, he's the research guy. Dr. TJ teaches all over the country on a bunch of different topics. Some of those include cardiovascular disease and immune dysfunction. Um, and he also teaches the different doctors on how to do these protocols over the country. And I know TJ spends his hours really researching, diving into all these different things on how to get sick patients well. So you're not going to find a better person on your team than Dr. TJ Williams for that one. Also in with us is Miss Erin Flynn. Erin keeps us on track when TJ throws me off of the rails because I don't go off the rails, right? Right. Not right, intentionally. Right. Oh, <laughs> I'm over here about, Thank the, you, about to fall over laughing at this guy. That's not true. Mm-hmm. So Erin um, comes to us today from a patient perspective, and hopefully she's asking the same questions that you'll ask at home um, and try to keep us away from the doctor talk and down to the patient level talk. So, Aaron, you think we could do that today? Definitely. Good. Yep. Got to have goals to shoot for. <laughs> so, last time on the show, we talked about different types of testing we do in our office. And so, with functional medicine, testing is a big part of it because we we need to figure out what is going on with the person. And to not test is to guess. So, last time we went through some blood labs and how important those are. And I think we touched on hormones, things like that. Um, and there's a bunch of different ways to test, but I want to talk about um, another way to test today. Let's do it. What do you want to talk about? Well, one of my favorite ones 
that I love to test is stool testing. Oh, here not. we go. He does love stool tests, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, this guy, if, if he's reading something, it, it has to do with um, improving someone's gut bacteria, improving gut health, uh, improving their digestion. This is, uh, I don't have to worry about reading any information about that because Seth dives in and he's just like, here, read this article. Here, TJ, read this. Here, read that. Here, read something else. And it's actually kind of nice to, to have someone that's interested in the research aspect and, and what's going on, what's cutting edge out there as far as getting the, the body well from the inside out. And I, I believe traditional Chinese medicine thinks that all disease and sickness begins in the gut. And I'll tell you something that we see in our clinic is that that tr- that's true. Uh, a lot of problems d- start with someone's gut, their gut dysfunction. Erin's got her hand up. I can see it already. <laughs> well, just trying to focus you in. I oh, mean, I, oh. I understand we're talking about stool testing, and I thought there were a lot of blood tests we've talked about that can tell you how someone's gut is functioning. So why a stool test? Why do you use this instead of a blood test? Uh, Seth, I'll let you uh, run with this one. Ah. He's over there smiling, chomping at the bit. He's ready to answer. He, he's excited because he's going to talk for a long time today. He's going to try to keep me from talking. My I, day. I can see how it is. <laughs> TJ, go over there and play for a while. All right, all right. <laughs> so blood tests can tell us a lot of different things. Um, they can tell us, you know, how is our immune system looking like? How are, our, how are we making our red blood cells? How are our electrolytes and our liver and our kidneys and uh, our risk for cardiovascular disease or thyroid, things like that. Inflammation. Inflammation. Thank you, TJ. I thought you were playing over there. Yeah. He's still on, folks. Always on. <laughs> Always on. So the blood test is really good at telling us that things, um, and it can hint towards uh, if we have something going on in the gut, but it's really not specific to picking up things in the gut, unfortunately. That's where things like stool tests really come in. And they can test a lot of different things. The one we use, it's a really advanced test, um, and it tests a whole lot of different things. One of the things it tests is how we're digesting our food. And there's no better way to test how you're digesting your food than a stool test. I just, I just want to throw out there. Sorry, I have to, I have to interject, but I, I want everyone out there listening to, to, to understand that. Anyone over the age of about 30 to 35 already has decreased gut function. They just typically, those people that are that age or older have difficulty making hydrochloric acid, which is a key component to breaking down our food in our stomach. And so digestive issues start then. And it's at that age that the problems really start, and they may not manifest themselves until we're 60 or 65. But we can predict and see these things changing that early. And my guess is that if people are taking um, acid reducers, it probably starts even earlier than that. Absolutely. It it definitely starts earlier. It starts by decreasing the absorption of nutrients. And so we just we're not able to absorb those things The the body works. It's very, very particular. It's amazing that that the human body, how it works, because we can do a lot of stuff to our body and still survive. But surviving isn't thriving. It's it's not. And so one of the things that, that happens is when you disrupt the balance. So if you're taking an acid reducer, your stomach and a normal, healthy, functioning person 
is supposed to be very, very, very acidic. I'm talking about a pH of 2. And for those of you who know chemistry and the pH meter, 7 is neutral. That's water. And acidic is a lower number and basic is a higher number. And we, our stomach needs to be an acid level of the pH of around 2. So that's extremely acidic to break down all the food particles. And if we're taking an acid reducer, our stomach can't get that low. And when the food passes from our stomach into our small intestine where digestion really and absorption really truly begins, if that, if that chemical reaction isn't perfect, we're already setting ourselves up for failure at absorbing the nutrients because the stuff that comes in to neutralize that acid to make it more basic is a set pH. And we're looking, it's that instant change in pH that we're looking for for absorption. And this is how we end up with with really, really smelly bowel movements um, when things aren't digested right. That's one simple way. If, if, if you go to number two and someone walks in after you and they know that you've You've been there. That's a that's a bad thing. Um, and I think we've all we've all experienced the uh, convenience store uh, on the on the road trip and walking in and it's just horrible in there. It's it's you, you laugh, but it's true. We're all everybody's staring at me like I can't believe visual. you said it, TJ. Yep. I can't believe you said <laughs> well, it. Well, I yeah. think it's interesting because I've seen you talk before, and when you said this, people are kind of shocked. Like. That isn't possible. I mean, yeah. it's not possible to actually go to the bathroom and not have an issue sometimes. And yeah. I just think, wow, I mean, we're to the point where, you know, I don't know, that's normal. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. People accept it as normal. Right. When, right. And they don't know different. Yeah. You if, know, if, I didn't know different until. Right. I didn't it. know different to, until I learned everything as well. And that's the thing. I mean, people are just used to burning through air fresheners or and, you know, lighting candles and all this stuff, and they don't really need to do that. They, you got to clean that gut up. That, that's a dysfunctional, unhealthy person. You're setting yourself up for lots and lots of diseases. And like I said there earlier, if this is back to traditional Chinese medicine, all disease begins in the gut. So, true. This is true. TJ, we got so much more to talk about. I cannot right. wait to keep talking about this. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about who can benefit, who, who should get a stool test, and what all that can show us on there. And we're actually going to try to keep TJ from talking. It's not going to happen. Um... It's not going to happen, folks. <laughs> I am going lost. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> already lost. You're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. There really is a better way to live. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking from the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. And welcome back to Naturally Speaking with the Institute of Natural Health. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Seth Gerlach, and with Dr. T.J. Williams and Miss Erin Flynn. Today we have a very interesting and fun show. And T.J. said that I was going to talk, and he's already stolen the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I've, ta- I've taken over, ladies and gentlemen. I've taken over. Move over. <laughs> so today we're talking about different testing that we do in our office and that different functional medicine practitioners do. Um, so we first started off with a stool test. So who can benefit, what all we're testing. And we started talking about how we're digesting our food. And Dr. TJ brought up a good point of, um, if the bathroom smells after you leave, there's something wrong. That's right. And I wanted to bring up something else to do with that too. If we're having to wipe and wipe and wipe, something's wrong too. 
and I thought I took it. I took it to another level. He, he just brought it. He just yep. brought it home. He yep. just took back control of the poop show. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. I've got to come up with I something up better. To... Oh. Try as you may, Doctor TJ. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, any... I got nothing. Oh, good. <laughs> so I still have the show. Yeah, yeah. It's all you. So the stool test, anyway, will show us how we're digesting. Uh, well, it'll show us how we're digesting our proteins, how we're digesting our fats and our carbohydrates, and those are all so important. Um, the proteins are the building blocks of our body. Fats, we need fat for our brain, our spinal cord, every cell in our body, our hormones, things like that. And um, it's it's really important to know how you're digesting these things because if it's off, you can take all the supplements and do all you want to do, but you're not going to get healthy because you're not digesting your food. Yeah, and there there are simple ways that you can you can look and see. You can look at your stool after you go. And if it's floating, ladies and gentlemen, you are not doing a very good job of digesting fats. And that's just something that just an immediate trigger of, okay, well, maybe I should get tested and figure out why am I not able to digest fats? Do I have enough good bacteria? Sorry, Erin's got her hand up. She's cutting me off. No, no. I just, um, I think it's interesting. You guys have brought up some different things people can, you know, if you're doing this, it's a problem. Are there other things? Because I think... The three things you've talked about that signal that there is improper gut function are things that I think a lot of people think are normal. So yeah. I are you saying that if, you know, you have one of these problems, you should get tested? Yeah, I mean, any of them. And another one is if you have a lot of gas, if you burp a lot or if you get the toots. Um, yeah, I, I said toots. I, I might a scientific to- term. Yes, it's a scientific term. It's the kid-friendly term, toots. <laughs> Um, you need you need to get checked out because that's not healthy or good you know good either. Is we you've got to pay attention to yourself and you know number two is an easy bodily function to pay attention to. Right, and I'm that all goes back to people just accepting it as normal. You know, well, old Granny she she has lots of gas. That's yeah. just how she is. Grandma's you know? got the winds, yep. and uh, yep. that's just the way it is. She's but, just old, you yep. know. Right, and I think a lot of people think that. Well, as they get older. You know, things aren't going to work as well. But you're saying basically it's a problem at any age if you're right. having these issues. And here's a, here's another one. I, my brain works in mysterious ways, and sometimes I'm not really sure. But we just mentioned kids. For all of you out there who have children, pay attention to your kids when they were – or think back when your kids were babies. When your, when your child was a baby, they ate, and about 30 minutes later, they went number two. That's just the way it worked. If they ate four times a day, they typically went four times a day or or close to it. But as adults, we've trained ourselves to go once a day or maybe every other day. And that's not necessarily a good thing either. We've got to be more regular. And regularity is something that you can pay attention to of what's going on in in your world. So we can add that to the list. If you're constipated, meaning if you don't go at least once a day, that's an issue. If you're not constipated and you're the other way and you go multiple times and it's not solid, that's an issue that can be checked out. Yeah, constipation's a really big one because our bowel movements are how we get rid of a lot of waste in our body. Yeah. And just think of it, you know, like a like a trash dumpster. If you if you keep throwing trash in there and you don't have anyone to clean it out, you're overflowing. That's right. Sooner rather than later. And then what happens is you actually leak these toxic chemicals back into your body, back into your bloodstream, right? which is not good. Right. Well, and don't a lot of prescription medications have a side effect of 
constipation. Isn't that abdominal pain? Yep, constipation, yeah. diarrhea. So absolutely, and one of the biggest side effects of antibiotics is diarrhea. Yeah, well, and I just think, I mean, people probably don't relate it back to the prescri- prescription That's meds true. because it's you know a lot of times it's a slow you know progress of it getting worse and yeah you just don't really think that that's what it's going to cause but yeah we actually we had a we had a patient that bless her heart she's an older lady and she had had diarrhea for years i mean years and had been to tons of doctors and they'd thrown tons and tons of things at her and she looked at us and was like can you help so we ran a stool test we found out that she had a parasite that causes diarrhea she had an infection we said okay and and when going over the results we looked at uh, dr mcdonald one of our other doctors and said hey this is what's going on she was like oh you know what a prescription of an antibiotic and and taken care of and so that's what we did gave her that antibiotic cleared up the diarrhea in three days she'd been going years with diarrhea I mean, this is just an example of sometimes an antibiotic is a great thing and it helps, but we had to kill a bug. You know, we were killing something specific and it got the exact result that we were after. And she has thanked us over and over and over again for helping her with her problem. And she'd gone all these places and had no success. She comes to us, one test, one round of of, uh, antibiotics, and it's all over. And we retested to make sure it was gone. And it's gone. That's another thing that's missing on the other side is retesting. We like to retest and figure out, okay, did what we do or what we what we um, implemented, did it actually work? It's a key component. Very true. So you mentioned parasites. And yep. is that something that is at all common? Because it seems like that would not happen very often in, you know, a developed country. Yeah, and a lot of times that's that's a good question. I'm going to go ahead and take take control of this again, Seth. He's over there. He just put his head down. He's like, "Gosh, dang, I'm not even going to get to talk." The the uh a lot of times when we when people think parasites, they think tapeworms, big, you know, big parasites. You know, you you get a worm from eating raw pork or you get a worm from eating, you know, bad sushi or something like that. We're talking about parasites being like bacteria. There are, you could be uh, like Giardia, Giardia lamblia. lamblia. I, I, I have to read it. It's Giardia. You could say anything. Yeah. You're not going to know you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Giardia. That, that is something that is a microscopic bug and creates a lot of problems, creates diarrhea. And that's a parasite. And you have to make sure that you don't have that. That's just. Yeah. And that's a really, it's bacteria. That's one of the most common ones. Yeah. And, um, I mean, these can get transmitted between people too. Yeah, but you don't have to eat, you know, a raw food or right. And some of like these, that. and some of these things, the way they get transmitted is a fecal-oral route. And I know that sounds gross and disgusting. It does sound really gross and disgusting. I, I'm taking it I to mean, a new level. I mean, we're already on a roll, so yeah. we might as well keep going. <laughs> we might as well it's stay the in this. Of this yeah. Show. yeah, stay in the sewer here. The, <laughs> but the sad thing is, there have been numerous studies and reports out there done where where scientists have gone into, you know, Target or Walmart or grocery stores and they swab the the handles of the carts and they're covered in human feces. That's right. why for babies now they make those covers yes. for you to put they on make the, the cart. Exactly. So that... And I hope that people go home and wash that cover because on the underside where it all clamps around is going to be covered in stuff. That's just, yeah, we really have to be cognizant of that. 
that's why you know it's very good to to have something to to clean off those handles when you're going grocery shopping because that's how this stuff is transmitted. It's you know we're not talking about the really really gross. I'm just this is a a truth. This is something that happens and well, is out there. And I also know because um, I am someone who sleeps with two small dogs in the bed with me. Yep. But I have been told that is not a good thing either yeah, that is because true. they can transmit parasites. That's right. They can. They absolutely can. It's a possibility. Does it happen often? No, not necessarily often, but does it happen enough to create problems? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine do not want to sleep in a cage. After, you know, spending a lot of their life sleeping in a bed, they're not really ready for the transition. That's weird. So they don't want to go back to the cage? I know. It's surprising. I can't believe how that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Put them on a nice, soft, fluffy bed and then put them back in a cage. We know who makes the rules at my place. (laughs) What are are your dog's names? Izzy and Flossie. Oh, ain't that cute. I just picture him laying in the bed now, yep. waking you up all night. Yep. 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 I can imagine it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but all this kind of goes back to, you know, getting to the root cause of the problem because she had been going to doctors for years and years, and they just kept giving her pills to mask the di- the diarrhea. Yeah. Something to mask the diarrhea. Right. And they never looked deeper to find out, wait, well, what's causing the diarrhea? Right. If I remember right, she was taking multiple emodiums a day yeah. just to not have diarrhea. Wow. Yes. So do... Medical doctors test for parasites? Once in a while, if there's been an ov- overt exposure, like if you've been overseas, they will yeah. they will te- they may test things like that. But no, not typically because they seem to think that. And I don't know if it's just medical doctors or if it's their if it's their model and and how they treat. I I just don't know it well enough. But they they just seem to not want to do any testing it's like it's oh well that would be a, an extraneous test and why we don't need to do that um so let's just give you something to stop the diarrhea let's just plug the hole well that doesn't work yeah never does never does never does so i want to keep talking about the stool test i want to hear what else uh, or let the people know what else we're testing in the stool test because it's really cool we've gone through a couple things we've got a couple things more though so stick with us on the other side we're going to talk about um So more stool. I know you guys are excited. (laughs) So come on back. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. You're in the right place. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking. The show that teaches you how to achieve wellness naturally on KTRS. Thanks for listening to Naturally Speaking with the Institute of Natural Health. I'm Dr. Seth Gerlach. And with Dr. T.J. Williams and Miss Erin Flynn. So like I said before, we're an integrative health and wellness clinic that practices something called functional medicine. It's a way of a different way of looking at the body, a way of getting to the root cause, a way of figuring out people's problems and fixing it from the ground up so they can get healthy and stay healthy. That's what it's all about. And today we're talking about different kinds of testing we use and how to get people better from that. So we've been talking as gross as it sounds, about stool testing, how important it is, and how many different things we can see from it. Um, so we talked about how we can digest our foods um, and test if we can see any bad bugs or parasites in there. I also want to talk about our gut bacteria because our gut bacteria are extremely important for our health. And so we have about 100 trillion different gut bacteria in our gut, and those gut bacteria outweigh even our human cells. So if you think about it, we're more bacteria than we are ourselves. Yep. It's wild. 
Yes. And all the new medical research about health, longevity, whatever you want to call it, is all about gut bacteria and, and the and human, human microbiome. Exactly. That's what I was, just what I was getting ready to say. You you may have heard about it as as the as the human biome or the gut biome and things like that. Those are all words meaning the same thing. Yeah, and so we have a lot of different kinds of gut bacteria, and we want a lot of good ones um, and just a little bit of bad ones, and it's all about balance. And when that balance is disrupted, we have big problems. So certain things that can disrupt that balance are obviously antibiotics. Um, Antibiotics should only be used in, we feel, a time that's extremely important to use them because antibiotics not only kill the bad bugs, they also kill off all your good bugs in your gut also, which is not good. You need those guys. And what's the stat, TJ, on antibiotics killing our gut bacteria? Oh, yeah. we. One of my mentors said that if you take one round of antibiotics in your lifetime, you're going to need at least a year's worth of probiotics to repopulate the gut. And if you take two rounds, all it takes is two rounds. You are going to need probiotic help for the rest of your life. Now, that's crazy. And it really speaks to speaks the truth. I mean, we see a lot of people that have a lot of gut dysfunction. And, you know, we, we ask them, you know, did you have a lot of antibiotics as a child? And almost everyone says, yep, I sure did. I took, you know, I had sore throats and ear infections and all these different things. And, I mean, I'm guilty. I, I had multiple rounds of antibiotics as a child. I know that I did. My parents didn't know any better, and it just it just happened. Well, I'm not sure anyone knew better because I think back to when I think I was in high school and I would call my family doctor and he would prescribe over-the-phone antibiotics right. because it was, I mean, my thinking was, and I thought his thinking was, that if there's a possibility that it's a bug, well, why not just kill it? Not It never crossed my mind that there would be anything wrong with that. Right. And right. I just think that antibiotics are an amazing tool when you need them, but I'm not sure people realize that you shouldn't be taking them if well, you and and I think that the don't I think absolutely that, need it. Yeah, I think that the CDC and the and things are are starting to understand that because they're coming out with reports about the over antibiotic usage in this country has led to these super antibiotic bugs. yeah these superbugs <laughs> these antibiotic resistant bugs that are literally killing people. You get some of this stuff and it's lights out in a couple of days. And they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at you. Right. Do you want to explain the superbugs, just kind of what happens? Yeah. So basically the, the bugs can mutate. So if you're taking an antibiotic for a, for a bug, if you've got an infection, you've got a bug, and you're taking an antibiotic for it, a lot of people over time started to feel better after two or three days' worth of antibiotics, and they'll stop taking it. Well, the bug learns from what happened to it, and so the bugs mutate, and they become resistant. Through all these mutations that these bugs are able to do, they become re resistant to the antibiotics and different forms of antibiotics. And, I mean, the CDC is saying, hey, there are bugs out there that we do not have anything that can kill it. There's there's not a prescription. So, I mean, God help you if you get that because it's, it's not going to be a good outcome. Right, and there are natural therapies out there that are pretty good at killing these bugs. Right. 
And that's another thing that uh, we test in the stool. If there are bugs, um, it'll show, you know, what natural therapies can treat this one specifically. Right. right. You know, and it's either, uh, you know, plant tannins or berberine or things like that. We use silver in our office a lot. Yep. Um, Nanoparticleized silver. It's yeah. great, great, great product. High doses vitamin C, even intra- intravenously. Yep. Are great for infections, things like that. Well, and I think that's a good point that when you're able to test for exactly what they need, you can give a more, you know, specific treatment because my understanding is a lot of these antibiotics are very broad and they will basically kill everything, which means, you know, anything bad, but also anything good. Right. And plus it's not always a bacterial infection. If it's viral, the antibiotics aren't going to do you any good. They're only going to harm you. Yeah. Or fungal. Or fungal. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I'm not a doctor, so hey. that's why I have you guys here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point, Aaron. But that's what it's it's all about personalized medicine, and that's where the, we have to go with medicine to really help people out. And it saves money in the long run, and health outcomes will skyrocket. Too. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I have, and I'm I guess changing the subject a little bit, but still on stool tests, I see that you can also see yeast in a stool test. You can. Is that right? Because that, that causes a lot of problems, doesn't it? Yeah. So you're talking about a candida overgrowth. Yeah, absolutely. And that's candida in your gut? Yes. Yep. It can be other places too. Um, but it usually, so the gut's a nice warm environment for it. So it's, candida likes to proliferate and grow and spread. So we always have a little bit. <laughs> he, he used proliferate, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. He threw a big word out there. <laughs> I think he's jealous of his uh, airtime, so he's going to use it with a big word, proliferate. i got to make up for my time here. <laughs> so we always have a little bit of candida in our gut, but it goes back to it's all about balance. Yes. You know, as long as we have good gut bacteria, they can crowd out the bad. Right. And when we do things to harm that good bacteria, we set ourselves up for uh, bad health down the road. Other things that do that are um, like toxic water we drink out of tap water. Yep. It's terrible. It tears up our gut. Um, anti-inflammatories like Advil, Aleve, birth control pills even. Yeah, aspirin. All, all those medications are just terrible for your gut bacteria. Yep. Even aspirin? Yep. Aspirin Aspirin eats, I mean, ask anyone who's gotten a stomach ulcer from aspirin um, how hard aspirin is on them. I thought people were supposed to take aspirin. Yeah, there's actually a genetic test out there to find out if aspirin's actually good for you. And the the American Heart Association is actually, this is way off topic, but it's something that I know, so I'm going to share. Um, The American Heart Association has actually changed their stance on taking a baby aspirin as a preventive for having cardiovascular-ish events. They now state that you should not take a baby aspirin unless you have already had an event. If you have had an event, that's different. But if you have not had a stroke or a heart attack, you should not be taking baby aspirin as a preventative because the um, risks outweigh the benefits. And one of those risks is, you know, you're tearing up your stomach lining. Literally. Literally. Yes. Punching holes. So, anyway, I digress. Thank you for that, though. That was yeah. good information. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Wow, where were we? I don't, I don't Aaron, even know. I'm completely Aaron, we off track. On the rails. <laughs> we were on yeast. Oh, oh yeah, yeast. Right. Is that yeast. something that people should be concerned with? Yeah, absolutely. If it's, especially if it's out of control, it can go literally. It can go anywhere. Once it's in the gut, it can go anywhere. How yeah. do you know if it's out of control? Is it the same thing with parasites that you may might have 
diarrhea or something. Or if you go outside on a 100-degree day and your stomach bloats up like a – no, I'm just, te- I'm just teasing. It's like, it's like bread rising. I was making a joke. They both – everyone looked at me like I had three heads. Oh, man. <laughs> and, but they could have weird symptoms, you know, like brain fog or yes. fatigue, these weird nondescript symptoms that it's – like you can't ever figure out. It could definitely be bugs or yeast in our gut. Wow. Which, I mean, I'm sure is amazing once you fix it because those are things that – you could take be given medications for easily. Right. I would think they're very hard to pinpoint. Yeah, a lot of this gut stuff, I mean, we have to remember a, a large majority, 80% plus of our neurotransmitters, how our how our nervous system communicates, how our brain communicates with our nerves and such, those are all made in our gut. So if our gut is broken, we're going to have a problem with that as well. I mean, there, there are studies out there that show that people who are have a diagnosis of depression benefit from taking a probiotic. And that's, I mean, you know, if, you, if you've got a lot of bacterial imbalance in your gut, throwing a probiotic at it's not necessarily the best thing. There's other things that can be done to really help those those people heal and, and kill those bugs off. But anything's better than having to take an antidepressant all day, every day. But you're basically saying that, I mean, the best thing for someone to do is to get tested. Yes, absolutely. Because there are things that could help. but. Right. And there are easy ways. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about them on the show here today. There are easy ways that we can then look at this stuff. If you if you go to the bathroom and it smells really bad, that's a problem. If it floats, that's a problem. Um, if you have diarrhea, it's a problem. If you're constipated, it's a problem. If you have gas and bloating, if you have gas and if you have the toots, it's a problem. And not just grainy. Yep. And if you have to wipe a lot of times. And if you have to wipe really a lot of times. I really appreciate you guys leaving that one for me. Yep, but... yep. You threw it in. <laughs> Thanks. I was hoping someone else is <laughs> right. going to say that because I brought it up and you guys really just hit me hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you left really me hanging made me on feel it. bad. <laughs> the poor listeners out there are just like, oh, my gosh. Poor, poor Seth. He's yep. over here. He's got the world's tiniest violin, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. World's tiniest. Oh. Hey, I also want to talk about um, heavy metals. All right, because those are rampant nowadays, um, and actually, their EPA has released over eighty thousand different chemicals into our air, water, and sea since World War II. So that's having a huge impact on our bodies. So we have a great way to test for that. And um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that, where you can find all these, and how they, what the implications are for your health. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. a better way to live welcome back to naturally speaking naturally speaking from the institute of natural health on ktrs hello folks and welcome back to naturally speaking we are your host the institute of natural health right here in st louis missouri right across from the galleria and the university club tower um so we're talking stool today i wanted to talk about heavy metals we don't have time we don't have time seth Okay. He got ahead of himself, ladies I and gentlemen. Just, I, I apologize for his his excitement to to think that we would actually have time, and we do not. I'm so sorry. I let everyone down. I feel that, like, hey, no, you didn't. <laughs> They're going to be excited to listen next time. That's true. That's right. That is so true. That's it. Well, something else on the stool test that is really important uh, marker for health is inflammation. And you know, in the body, most of the inflammation comes from the gut anyway, because over or almost 80% of our immune system is in our gut. And when our immune system goes haywire, 
it sends these inflammatory guys all over the body to try to put out fires and do things like that. But what happens in return is we get this inflammation. Yep. So what is it that you would see in a stool test that would signal there's inflammation in the body? There, Ooh, there are actually different markers that are direct links to inflammation. And when some of them are high, we know there's a problem. When all of them are off the charts, we know that's more of an irritable bowel disease like a Crohn's or an ulcerative colitis, things like that. We can throw out a technical term here. One of those is secretory IgA. We're not going to get into what all that is, but just if you're out there listening and you want something to look up as far as inflammatory markers for the gut, secretory IgA is a good one. Yep. Well, I I had another question about um, the stool test. I know that you said that it shows the bacteria in your gut and if you've got good or bad bacteria. Why, I guess, is that in, would that be in your stool? Doesn't that stay in your stomach? No, the bacteria is what gives your stool color. The large majority of your stool is the bacteria, Yep, actually. Oh, Isn't well, that cool? Yeah, and yeah, gross. Learn, learn something yeah. every day. Cool and <laughs> gross. Yes. <laughs> it's just bugs. <laughs> it is. We're all just one big pile of bugs, really. She's sitting over here almost embarrassed at her question. <laughs> I'm <laughs> scared like, oh, to ask anything like, else I'm, at this point. <laughs> she does not want to talk. Aaron that's has great. been muted for the remainder <laughs> of the day. Oh, oh that's gosh, great. That's funny. But back to inflammation. Some of the things that can cause inflammation are specific foods that we eat. Uh, A standard American diet full of processed foods is inflammatory in nature. And what it does, it just sets a fire in the gut. Yep. Think of inflammation as your house burning down. And when we eat these things, processed foods, especially lots and lots of sugar, grains are inflammatory. Eating these things just sets us on fire. And we've got to know what it is that's setting us on fire. So is that even if you aren't allergic or sensitive to a food, it can still affect you? It can still affect you. Um, It's going to affect you a lot more if you are sensitive to the food, for sure. It's definitely going to affect you more. Right. But things like like grains in particular, pick on grains, they are actually anti-nutrients. So they, they take more nutrients from the body than we get from them. Yeah. And a grain in itself is a seed. And the way a seed does to protect itself is, again, those anti-nutrient properties. It's not, it's, it, so a grain it doesn't have any arms to protect itself. So out in the wild, it has to be this tough, protective thing. So it's really, really hard to digest, leading to inflammation. Yep. Aaron, do you have any thoughts with us today? <laughs> well, I just, we, we're picking on wheat and grains again. Um but, Imagine that. We're back at it. <laughs> yep. But no, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Wheat and grains. Nothing cool. else about stool. I that's all you. CJ, <laughs> do you have any final <laughs> thoughts on stool today? I don't have any final thoughts other than if, you're like we said, if, you're, if your stool smells, if you've got gas, bloating, um, diarrhea, constipation, you can get that stuff checked. There's, there are things out there we can test. We can figure out what's going on. There's a lot of opportunity out there for you to figure out things and and turn your health around. Yeah, and it's not going to lead anywhere good if you don't figure out what's going on. That's right. It's better to know early and fix it early. (laughs) Yes. It's it's easier and cheaper, I promise. That's true. Yeah, so if you're out there, you've got some of these symptoms, things like that. Um, And if you're in the St. Louis area, give us a call. If you're outside of the St. Louis area. Call us anyway. Give us a call. We'll we'll direct you somewhere. (laughs) A lot of of people fly to us. They come from all over. They fly over lots of doctors to come see us. There you go. So give us a call if you've got questions. We'd be happy to answer some of those. Our phone number is 314-293-8123. 
You could also find us on Facebook at the Institute of Natural Health. And we have a website on the interwebs at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. It's got a lot of information up there on conditions we treat and therapies and some more great information. That's right. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening. It's been Naturally Speaking with the Institute of Natural Health. This has been Naturally Speaking, the show that helps you improve your lifestyle naturally. Naturally Speaking. For more information about the Institute of Natural Health or this show, contact them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. 